Welcome to another Wednesday Dipshit Files here on the Scatcast Network. I'm Mr. Scriptkeeper. And I'm Mrs. Scriptkeeper. And this is episode 41, right? Hello, hello. Yes, hello. it is. Yeah, and what the fuck is it? Beast of Bray Road? Yeah, we're talking werewolves today, bitches. Oh, that's what it is? Is a werewolf? <laughs> well, we a don't dog know. Dog man? We don't know. Dog man. Canis lupus guy? Kind, maybe. Oh, fuck. All right, well, let's talk about werewolves on the other side of something that's um, here. Sounds good. Boom. <laughs> The concept of a werewolf or wolfman is a pretty common one. We often associate them with the classic universal monster movies of the 50s and 60s. These creatures have long moved on from being feared and are now looked at as imaginative interpretations of old European stories. In fact, they do kind of belong in the same category as, well, Frankenstein, the Invisible Man, and Dracula. But have you ever stopped to think about how horrifying the idea of a wolfman actually is? Right. I I hadn't until I started doing research in this. And some of these eyewitness accounts we're going to cover creep me out. This is the thing that terrified me the most as a kid, by the way. Oh, werewolves. That was really I I leaned into him because my dad was like, hey, check out this werewolf show. And I'm like, "Okay, dad." (laughs) but nightmares and after nightmares about it. Wow, really? And my first and I I mean, I'm not. Never published shit, but I wrote a uh, like a novel about yeah. werewolves and like kids. Oh, it was like wow. a stand by me with, with werewolves. Oh yeah, when I was like ten or eleven. Well, you know, I never, I never uh, embraced the idea of of how fearful it would be until I was doing my research and I actually was listening to these things and reading these things and looking into it. And was like, wolves are spooky by themselves. Well, I don't They're find huge. I don't find wolves. They're spooky. fucking huge. And then yeah, you get a person with some legs popping out their ass. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like the... Well, imagine a part man, part wolf hybrid confronting you on a quiet forest road. I mean, how no. how would you how would you react? Driving I, fast. I guess that you could probably be frozen in fear when faced with such a savage creature. That would be my thing. I'd, I'd be like frozen. Yeah, I'd shit myself and pass out. Today, <laughs> today we'll be moving away from the fantasy Hollywood depiction of the wolfman. And we're going to be discussing a lesser known cryptid of North America. We're going to be talking about the Dogman, also referred to as the Beast of Bray Road in the Midwest. Mm. Today, I'll share a bit of history with regard to this creature and cover some eyewitness accounts and take a deeper look into the habits and common traits in each of these accounts. But before we begin, let me simply touch on a bit of information with regard to this creature for those who may not be familiar with its history. Never heard of it. Well, I heard of it, but never don't know shit. <laughs> Fill me well, in. the man wolf... The bear wolf, the indigenous dog man, is said to be around six to seven feet tall with gray and brown fur. Its face resembled that of a wolf uh, with shiny yellow, red or blue eyes and pointed ears. Its body, though furry, kind of looks like a muscular man. The creature is said to run and walk on all four of its legs or just its hind legs and has been seen sitting on its haunches and kneeling like a man. Some people believe it's a werewolf, others that it's a Bigfoot, and some believe that it is a yet unidentified species. It's Grandpa. 
Though it has never attacked anyone, some witnesses claim that it has acted aggressively, running at them and jumping on their vehicles. Some researchers consider the Beast of Bray Road to be identical to a kind of Wisconsin Bigfoot that locals call the Bluff Monster or the Eddy. Others, including many Native Americans, believe it to be the Wendigo, which Mm. has often been seen in Minnesota. Others believe that it is just simply a misidentified wolf, a bear, or a large feral dog. This cryptid, also sometimes referred to as the Michigan Dogman or Wisconsin Werewolf, think it's around. is a creature that was first seen in the late 19th century. In 1887, several witnesses in Wexford County, Michigan, saw a creature they described as seven feet tall, a blue-eyed or amber-eyed bipedal canine-like animal with a human torso. They saw his eye color? Yeah. Now, these witnesses also reported that the howl of the dogman sounded similar to a human screeching. It's interesting that the eye color of the creature appears to change from account to account. Now, in my research, I read that some of the accounts say the eyes were red, others amber, others yellow, and some even say that they're blue. Some even speculate that the creature can change its eye color to suit the current situation. It can appear amber-eyed to ward off other creatures, or maybe it can appear more human-like to potentially lure in an unsuspecting victim. The legend of the Dogman has struck fear into the minds of many campers and residents of Michigan and the surrounding states. Stories of the Dogman are commonly told around campfires and reports of sightings are spread all around as local legends. For this episode, I found a couple of encounters that I'm going to share because I found them intriguing. It's cryptid story time, bitches. The first witness account is one of the most famous stories associated with this cryptid. In 1936, a man by the name of Mark Shackleman was working for the St. Coletta Convent in the city of Racine. Racine borders Illinois and is a fairly small town. Mark was assigned to be the night watchman for the convent. His nights were typically not very exciting, and he mostly just walked around the perimeter of the convent and made unappreciated remarks to the nuns and waited for his shift to be over. Located next to the convent was a graveyard for some of the indigenous people that had lived in the area. The graveyard was quite close to the convent, but Mark was instructed to stay on the church property while he was on shift and during his perimeter check. One night, Mark was walking around the graveyard with his lantern when he noticed something kneeling over one of the graves. Holy shit. Not wanting to leave the grounds of the church, Mark tiptoed to the edge of the perimeter and tried to get a closer look at who or what was next to the grave of this indigenous person. It's best if I sneak up on it. As his eyes began to focus in the dark, Mark's heart dropped. Oh, fuck. Because he could clearly see what looked like a tall creature with long dark fur and claws scratching at one of the graves. He smelled the distinct odor of death. I got a bath. Not wanting to abandon his duties, but too curious to let this thing go without a closer look, Mark simply walked towards the burial ground. Oh, I might be an idiot. Before he could get too close, however, the creature noticed Mark oh, and took off running into the woods. Oh, no, I pooped him. Mark knew the creature was Scary. too big to be a wolf. I wonder what species that purple grimace character is from McDonald's. And he was left scratching his head as to what he had just witnessed. There might be something wrong with our water. I mean, at this time, no one had any idea that these kind of things existed, at least in our society. So those were the things I saw. You saw a werewolf hanging out by a gravestone. I mean, I don't know what I saw. How's your boss? 
boss, Mark. I'm going to need to ask you to take a drug test. Oh, that's fair. May I see your pee? I'm sorry, please. Mark returned to his post and tried to shake off what he had just seen. It's fine. After all, he was hired to protect the church and not chase after creepy man-like hairy animals. He's just shaking in the nunnery. <laughs> <laughs> so the next night before his shift, Mark returned to the burial plot to see if he could find any signs of the creature from the night before. He actually could clearly see large footprints that matched no animal that he had ever tracked. I've never tracked shit. They looked somewhat like wolf prints, but they were too long, and they looked too human to be of any known wolf in that area. I see. Mark decided to get a closer look at the grave that he had seen the creature kneeling over. The grave was unmarked, so he was unable to figure out who was resting six feet below the ground. But he could clearly see scratch marks on the headstone. I wasn't tripping. He could see clear marks from one of the claws, but the other marks were indicative of a potential injury or a malformation. What I wonder is that if a werewolf has dog beans under its little (laughs) werewolf, like human feet with little beans, like little pads, or if it's got wolf feet... But then, like, finger tight? I don't know. What Sound- if they, if, do they have heels? Do werewolves have dew claws? I don't know, right? Well, that's weird. I know. Well, it appeared that a couple of the creature's fingers were, quote, withered. Dew claw. Something uh, Mark was unable to see when he first observed the creature. But did they have padded beans, Mark? I, I don't know. This is what the people want to know. <laughs> that night during his shift, Mark made his usual rounds around the perimeter of the convent, and he was eager to simply focus on his work although he was curious as to what he had actually seen the night before. However, he wasn't quite sure that he really wanted to know. I mean, after all, would you? (laughs) I don't think I would. Maybe. Yes. There's worse ways to die than being a curious asshole. I would want to know, but I I don't think I would go explore. If people really want to catch these fucking things, they should go out into the woods with a suit of armor made of meat. Is that dumb? Sorry. Mark had a quiet start to the night of patrolling until a few hours had passed, and he began to hear a scratching sound coming from the graveyard near where he was standing. Mark wanted to run, but his curiosity had once again got the better of him, and he moved toward the noise. I'm a dumb fucking cunt. I'm a dumb fucking cunt. Even before he got to the burial ground, though, he could smell that same decaying stench as the night prior. I might have shit myself again. As the graveyard came into view, Mark could clearly see the creature kneeling over that same grave. Uh, there is no God. He approached the creature, expecting it to react in the same way it had the prior night Hello. and run into the woods. But, hey, to his surprise, the creature turned towards him and stood up straight. Oh, my pants are very warm. This creature was almost seven feet tall, and it looked at Mark with its piercing amber eyes Hello. and let out a low growl. <laughs> Okay. Pooped him. I would have shit myself. Mm-hmm. Mark was absolutely frozen in place. He had not expected to confront the creature. I make $11 an hour. And at this point, he was sure he had never seen any animal like this before. <laughs> this thing stood like a man, yet it looked like a wolf. Its tangled fur was shining in the moonlight, and after staring at Mark for what felt like an eternity, the creature did something that Mark would never have expected uh, and would not soon forget. The creature spoke to him. Hey, Mark, how's it going? I've been trying to get a hold of you about your car's extended warranty. Gadara. Gadara. What the fuck is that? A single word. Is that like a funny hat? At this point, Mark was ready to get the fuck away from what (laughs) he was seeing and return back to normal life. The creature bared its teeth at Mark and held its ground. pants again. He began to pray for courage to make it through this experience, and then Mark slowly turned away and began to walk back towards the convent. The creature kept its eyes on him as he walked away, 
but did not follow. It's hard to walk in poopy pants. Mark was free from the grips of this awful beast, and he was relieved to have escaped this terrifying encounter. But now he has to think about that he lives on the earth with this thing. Right, it's him plus that now. Yeah. Mark never did see the creature again. However, for the rest of his time employed at the convent, he often smelled that same stench of rotting flesh that accompanied this creature, otherwise referred to as a dog man. Yet, he never did go out and explore. (laughs) Good for him. He'd often wonder if that thing was watching him from the shadows, waiting for a moment to strike. It's safe to say that Mark Shackleman was glad to never find out. One lingering mystery of this witness account is the word that the dogman spoke, mm. Gadara. It's not a common word, nor does it have a common meaning. Some speculate that this is the actual name of the dogman and that it was letting Mark know who he was dealing with. He's so, trying to have like an E.T. moment. But I know. All of a sudden the guy's like, whoa, fuck. Yeah, he's like, oh, geez. Oh, okay, shit. Now, I speak, now, now he's afraid because I can speak. Mm-hmm. Some say it's a remnant of an ancient language that is no longer used And still, some say that it has biblical ties. Now, I did a little bit of research on this, and the the, uh, ancient language, Mm -hmm. uh, it does have ties there, and it does have ties to the Bible uh, as it relates to when, I guess, Jesus uh, cast demons out and put them in pigs, and they ran off and jumped in. Yeah, Yeah, so it has has ties to that. That was his magical spell. (laughs) Hibbidigadora! This word has puzzled the minds of cryptozoologists and paranormal researchers for decades, and they're still searching for a satisfactory answer. Tripping balls. Now, our next eyewitness account comes from Paris, Michigan. A man by the name of Robert Forney, who was fishing on the Muskegon River one summer day. I like fish. He was 17 at the time, and fishing was one of his favorite pastimes. It's up there with beating it. The area by the river wasn't always the safest, however. Booger man. Wild dogs were known to show up in packs looking for a snack, and Robert knew this, so he always carried his rifle with him in case things got a little sketchy. You know it, bitch. But he was lucky enough to only have spotted these dogs a few times, and they never really gave him any real trouble. Because I'm bad as fuck. On this day, there were plenty of fish biting, and Robert was completely content just chilling and enjoying the nature around him. On this particular day, though, nature happened to get a little too up close and personal with Robert. That doesn't sound fucking good. As Robert reeled in his latest catch, he noticed a couple of shapes moving through the tall grass around him. Yikes. He put down his fishing rod and reached for his rifle. His instincts would prove to be on point. As soon as he saw the pack of wild dogs creeping out of the tall grass, who let the dogs out? Uh, 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 the pack uh, uh. began walking towards him, growling as they advanced. Robert then fired a warning shot oh, in the yeah. air, hoping to scare them away. Gone, get out of here! There were six dogs. Get them all spanned new to your pets. That came out of the grass, and all but one of them fled at the sound of the rifle. Oh, good. The remaining creature oh, fuck, not good. stood its ground only 10 feet away from Robert Super not good. and just stared at him. Mm. Hello. Robert was surprised yep. that what he was seeing. Yep. It was Fucked up. then that he noticed the creature was much larger than any of the other dogs. One of these things is not like the other. And seemed to have no fear of the weapon held in Robert's hand. Well, that's fucking great. And he also had an, an illuminous red nose, which would come <laughs> right. in handy later. Uh, then, uh, yeah, the creature smiled uh, at him. I got goosebumps on my eyes now. What the fuck? Right. Mm. Uh, Robert froze as he stared at the creepy wide grin on the beast's face. He'd never seen a wild dog do this before. But I did see it once in a zoo by a professional dog. And the piercing blue eyes of the animal stayed trained on him as he readied his gun again. Robert mustered up the courage to fire another warning shot. This time the creature turned and ran. That's right, bitch. Humans rule. As he watched it move away from him, Robert saw that it did not move on all fours. 
but instead it ran away bipedally. Hmm. Or like on two two feet like a man. I probably should have killed that thing in the name of science. Robert got it right that day. Some might even say he was lucky. Hmm. I mean, after all, had he not brought a weapon with him, Werewolf poop. his day may have ended quite differently. Hmm. He never did see those creatures again, and he counted himself fortunate for that. Fuck nature. One commonality between both of these accounts that we've discussed today was the creature's desire to stare down the witness. Look me in the eyes, bitch. It almost always seemed to be taunting them. Because it could smell your fear. <laughs> And poopy pants. <laughs> it's unknown why this creature chooses to observe its potential victims. Perhaps the creature's deciding whether or not to reveal itself to the individual. The creature spoke to Mark Shackleman, but did not exchange any words with Robert Fortney. It's been speculated that maybe the dogman is more human than we know. More human than human. More human than human. The next Sorry. account is a rare case in which a photograph of the creature was allegedly taken. Okay. The year was 1961, and the witness of this incident has chosen to remain anonymous for unknown reasons. But I, I can guess why. The witness lived in the town of Big Rapids, Michigan. He was also a night security guard, much like the subject of our first account. But this witness was the night guard for a manufacturing plant right across the street from his own house. A cannery, not a nunnery. (laughs) Both the witness's house and the manufacturing plant were located right next to the Haymarsh State Game Area, a location occupied by several varieties of large animals. Perfect food source for a large apex predator, right? Yeah, I think. Well, one night, the witness heard something making noise by the chain link fence surrounding the game area. Thinking it was an intruder, the witness grabbed his gun for protection and went to investigate the threat. He was shocked by what he saw. Instead of seeing a man or a common game animal, the man saw a six-foot-tall grayish-brown canine walking upright in his driveway. Yikes. Recognizing that what he was seeing was something truly unbelievable he ran back indoors to find his camera hoping to get a picture of the creature then he found out he was tripping balls right <laughs> when he returned the creature had moved out of the driveway and, and he's into now flying on a unicorn towards <laughs> the sun <laughs> and into the dark street although he could barely see the creature the witness was able to capture a few photos of it passing underneath a street lamp The creature seemed to either have not noticed the witness or just chose to ignore him altogether. Either way, I'm sure he's thankful he didn't have to encounter with this thing. The alleged dog man ran off into the night before the witness could capture more footage, but the few photographs that remain allegedly capture a bit of what the dog man is supposed to look like. While the photos are blurry and hard to make out, you can clearly see the image of something large roaming the streets of Big Rapids, Michigan. Dog man or not. Right. So in these pictures, it does look like... It looks like a Bigfoot under a streetlight to me. Really? It, 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 but it's smaller than a Bigfoot. But yeah, it So does. just like a regular guy? Maybe a, di- a guy in a monkey suit? That, could be, that I, happens I all the time. <laughs> all right. So our next encounter is remarkable, as it is the first time that we have ever heard the dog man actually stalking a witness over an extended period of time. Dun, dun, dun. This witness is also anonymous, and his account takes place in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The first time the witness saw the creature was back in 1988 when he was in elementary school. He was playing a game of hide-and-seek during recess time, something that he and his friends played almost every day. This sucks. The witness was tired of constantly being found first, so on this day, 
he decided he's going to bend the rules of the game a little bit. Yeah. And instead of staying on school property, he decided to head off into the woods next to the playground and hide far away from the rest of the kids. Fucking stepping it up. I know, right? He walked the woods for a couple of minutes until he found his way next to some train tracks by a river. Never find me. Now, certain that he would never be found, he just sat down to catch his breath and watched the river water slowly move past him. The witness began playing with rocks and sticks around where he was sitting, and he began to throw a few rocks into the river, enjoying the splashing sounds they made as they sunk to the bottom. I need Nintendo. As a young boy was about to throw another stone, he heard a massive splash just a little ways from him. What the fuck was that? Shocked and startled, he looked over to investigate the source of the sound. Hello? Seeing a nearly eight-foot-tall being bolted into the woods from where the noise came from next to the river. I'm moving to the city. And he the, was in, immediately tempted to just chase after it and kick its ass. <laughs> well, the right. witness described the creature as having dark fur and switching between running on four legs and two. Now, this is putting at all. This is an elementary school kid. Seriously? Yeah. The description is also consistent with the other accounts that we've heard today. So fearing for his safety, the boy took off running. Uh, good job. After it. Just right after it. No, he, he ran straight home and into his bed. Okay. He didn't tell anybody about what he had seen until later on when he was an adult. And when he realized that those mushrooms that were growing on that cow poop <laughs> were not for first fucking salads. Now, sure, he could be fabricating the whole thing. But what's his motivation? Money, fame, or power? I mean, he didn't want fame, that's for sure. No. And by this time, he was also more familiar with the wildlife around him okay. and was certain that the creature he had seen in 1988 was not like anything anyone else had seen in that area. Okay. So when he came forward, what would his motivation be as an adult? Book deal. He says the creature looked almost like a timber wolf, but was more humanoid and had much longer legs. More human than human. <laughs> Sorry. Now... His second encounter with the dog man occurred in 2008, a full 20 years after the first incident. The man now had a family and was sleeping soundly in his bed when he was awakened by a thud on his roof. Santa? The man was immediately reminded of his initial encounter with the dog man. Hard to forget dog man. And he had a strange feeling that whatever was on his roof was related to what he had seen all those years ago. That ain't fucking Santa. Exactly. He grabbed a machete. I thought that was funny. Nice. He went to his garage and, and grabbed a machete. Fuck yeah. Uh, to protect himself <laughs> and headed outside to One check it out. One good swing's all a guy like me needs. <laughs> Yeah, but you need to be within striking distance. Yeah, no, no thanks. As he walked out into his yard, indeed, the same creature that the man had seen 20 years ago popped its head out from the roof line and stared at him. Wendigo, the revenge. The creature then leapt from the roof and bolted towards the tree line. When the creature reached the tree line, it stopped and stood up on two legs and just stared at him. The man, frozen in fear, stared back at the beast for about a full minute before the man worked up the courage to run after this thing. Fuck it, here we go. Yeah. I don't know why anybody would want to do that. Fight or flight's a weird thing. I'm an idiot. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. I no. wouldn't chase that fucking thing. Machete in hand and preparing to attack, he started to close the space between them. The I wouldn't chase after a deer. No, honestly, I'm I not. I'm not I'm bear not a, bear. I'm, I'm not, not a, doing that. I'm shit. not a. Cha <laughs> I'm not a chaser. Uh, but the ch the creature didn't move. Oh, Instead, again, it began to smile at him. Fuck. That really creeps me that out. That is weird. 
When the man approached the dog man, it spoke a single word to him. Arby's. Uh, but Rosebud. I never, I never did find what that word was. Rosebud. Arby's. The man froze in his tracks and felt a strange sense of calm wash over him as the creature sunk back into the woods with kind of like a supernatural power. He just kind of oozed on into the woods. I can't just walk. I guess not. Well, the witness never saw this thing again. Thank fuck. So this is the second time we've heard of the creature speaking to someone, albeit only a single word. It seems as though the creature recognized the man from all those years ago, and the creepy smile on its face seems to possibly indicate that this dog man was aware of who he was dealing with and advising the man to stop. Hmm. Perhaps the creature was afraid of the man, or maybe it was sparing the man from getting into a battle that he knew he would lose. Mm. Either way, the dog man spoke again and ran off into the night. What about this? Hear me out. Okay. So <laughs> the guy's Lay it on me. The guy's dad was into foresty woodland sex. Oh no. And so they're he's they're basically, you know Brothers. Half brothers. Oh Jesus. Okay, sorry. <laughs> This next account takes place in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. This time, the creature was spotted on Bray Road. Thankfully not Pickle Road, the next road over. This stretch of road would become the origin for the name of the dogman, uh, the Beast of Bray Road. Right. It was a dark fall night in 1989, and around 1.30 a.m., Lori Andrezi was driving home from her job. She was a manager at an Elkhorn Lodge and often worked late nights. She'd gotten off her shift and was ready to be home and get some well-deserved sleep. She was tired. She was driving down this dark country road, blasting the car stereo to keep herself from dozing off at the wheel. Well, then she spots something unusual on the side of the road. Lori only occasionally saw deer on Bray Road and was taken by surprise at the sight of such a large animal. What is that? She had driven this route hundreds of times and had never seen anything so large or remarkable. However... This night would be different. Turn my music she up. slowed down and grew closer to the creature. What? Trying to figure out what she was actually looking at, she could only really point out its point, short pointy ears. Potentially cute. The creature was facing away from her and was kind of kneeling down so she couldn't quite grasp the size of the animal. <laughs> and then just to say, she's like, did I just walk through <laughs> wardrobe? Am I in Narnia? Am I in Narnia? As Lori grew even closer, however, the creature turned and showed its face. <laughs> it looked like a canine. She's like, I'm definitely in fucking Narnia. But it didn't look like any dog or wolf Lori had ever seen. Lori could see that it had long claws at the end of its hands. It looked to be about maybe seven feet tall and was larger than any animal she had ever seen, let alone just on Bray Road. <laughs> Lori was expecting this thing to run away, as any other wild animal would have when it's caught in the headlights. But instead, the creature stared directly into her eyes oh, from the God. other side of the windshield. Oh, my life. Lori stated that she got chills all over her body, although she knew she was looking at an animal. Her brain couldn't comprehend it. Dude, if a raccoon did that to you, you'd be like, ah, shit, fucking raccoon, ah. She, she couldn't help but feel that there was something distinctly human about its eyes. She also felt there was something demonic about the creature staring her down, and she just felt that she needed to get away as fast as possible. Fuck this shit. Evidently, this wasn't a case of being scared of something we don't understand. She genuinely felt the presence of what she said was evil emanating from this thing. As she drove away from the dogman, she noticed that it was carrying roadkill in its hands. <laughs> Yikes. In a little snack. its hands. It's a little snack. 
Lori drove away and did her best to completely avoid Bray Road. Bray Road would also go on to become notorious for sightings of the Dogman and would later give the creature its infamous name. So Lori reported the sighting to Animal Control. But she <laughs> and they're had, like, nope. <laughs> she had no idea how to describe the creature that she had seen, and there was no checkbox that even remotely came close to an accurate description. Right. So Lori would go on to file a report as having witnessed a werewolf. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> the animal control officers laughed when they saw the report come through. I mean, what would you think? Probably meth. I, I would have giggled too. Yeah. They had seen a lot of crazy animals in their day, but they assumed that the report sitting on their desk had to be a joke or maybe a prank. However, they weren't laughing anymore when they saw many, many other werewolf sightings reported over the next several years. And the Animal Control Division kept careful watch over Bray Road and the surrounding woods because now it was turning into something far more serious. To this day, they never have spotted the elusive beast. Dogman sightings are still reported in the area to this very day, and the road has become infamous for the horrific tales that accompany the seemingly innocuous stretch of forest in Elkhorn, Michigan. That's because the crossroads, the Johnson Road, wouldn't be as good. <laughs> the beast of Johnson Road. <laughs> All right. Now, our final eyewitness encounter is the most recent encounter of this group. Duluth, Minnesota is a town just outside the border of Wisconsin. It sits on the west side of Lake Superior and is your average Great Lakes town. Our last witness also wished to remain anonymous. I don't want to be part of your show. On November 7th, 2016, this person was driving down Maple Grove Road. It was another dark and cold night, and Maple Grove Road lay just on the border between the residential and rural areas of Duluth. Our witness was just out for a drive listening to the radio when she saw something walking underneath a lamppost on the side of the road. Curious as to who or what the figure was, she slowed down and tried to get a closer look. She was barely able to make out a large creature, nearly seven feet tall with a wolf-like face, a large snout, and short pointed ears hunched over near a lamppost. What the fuck am I doing? She totally could not believe what she was seeing. I can't believe it. This witness was aware of the legends of the dog man, and she could not shake the feeling that the creature she was seeing was the one that she had heard whispers of growing up. It's the one. She knew in that moment, she's got to stop doing math. <laughs> Just as she moved in closer to get a better look, the creature runs off on all fours to a nearby field. It's creepy. She couldn't help to, but notice that the creature moved awkwardly, almost moved like a hunched over gorilla using its arms to support itself as the creature ran deeper into the field and out of sight of the eyewitness. The reality of the situation finally hit her. She was terrified and felt a cold feeling coming from the creature. It was as if her body knew that she had just escaped some terrible danger and was now dealing with all that shock at once. The witness did just just did not feel safe anymore, so she got back into her car to leave the area. Okay, this is the thing that I was like, what the fuck? Why would you ever get out of your car after seeing such a thing? I know. It's beyond me. If, even if it's a squirrel or a raccoon that gives you the stink eye, it's yeah, like, no, I'm just you in don't the car. Get, you don't I'm get out of your car if there's a gorilla loose. I feel like you drive around, uh, get away from the well, gorilla. She got back into her car and she drove to a well lit gas station and called her husband. Okay, she figured it out. Yeah. She could feel that she was being watched, almost stalked by someone. And, and the she, gorilla was in the backseat. <laughs> and she was not eager to find out who it was either. And he had a hook in his hand. <laughs> Do you remember the hook part? Uh, As she waited at the gas station for her husband to arrive, she tried to process more of what she had just seen. 
Fortunately, this witness uh, was an artist, and she knew that she had to document what she had seen. Mm. After she and her husband drove back to their home, the artist would go on to sketch what she had seen so she could always be on the lookout for the same horrifying creature if in the future. The fear that accompanied the creature was something that she had never experienced before. She stated that she could feel, feel a physical shift in the air after seeing this thing. She would go on to describe this feeling as, quote, a thick black sludge hanging over her as she sat in her car at the gas station. She felt as if she had experienced something unnatural, something then, terrifying, as she never wanted to see it again. And then she looked over in the passenger seat, and there was Pinhead. And it was like, <laughs> oh, whoa, God. this is weird. Luckily, she would never come face to face with this thing again. But someone close to her would and would share their own story of their experience. Now, I'm sorry, this whole thing reminds me of like Jaws the Revenge, where it's like the shark remembered him from the first or uh -huh. second movie and yeah. the fifth one. And it's just like, well, the, the, uh, speculation. I love that. I love the idea Eyewitness that cryptids would be like, I'm going to fucking get that fucking guy. That <laughs> fucking guy didn't give me the fucking treat that I wanted. I just wanted some fucking shit from his house. And he's like, fuck you. So I'm going to get him. <laughs> fuck that guy. A cryptid with vengeance in his heart makes me happy. I don't know. Now, after a few weeks of seeing the creature's strange face in her mind, this witness decided to tell her family about her experience. She knew she might sound a little crazy, but her family loved her and she knew that she could trust them. Ah. So she shared her story with her family, describing the creature in as much detail as she could. And then they kicked her out of the family. When her sister chimed in with a story of her own. Not to be outdone. Turns out her sister said that <laughs> she like, waited till you hear my story. It was, it was 12 feet tall. It had fucking antlers. Mm -hmm. And it had yellow eyes, Susan. Turns out her sister said that she had seen the exact same creature years earlier. But when taller the, with antlers. When the entire family lived under the same roof. She said that she was up late one night and everybody in the house was asleep. She was getting ready to head off to bed and her eyes kind of wandered to the windows looking to the outside backside of the house. That's when she noticed two red dots in the distance oh, near the tree line. Oh my. Although the sight of the two red eyes made her dots made her uneasy. She continued staring at them to try and figure out what she was looking at. Snipers. She thought maybe her brothers had left something in the yard that caused a reflection of some sort, and she was getting scared for nothing. I'm sure it's nothing. So as her eyes began to adjust to the darkness in the room and the darkness outside, she noticed that those two red dots were attached to a much larger shadowy shape. Perfect. A large creature. Oh, yeah, she was seeing the exact same creature that her sister would describe years later. And as she looked at this thing, it just stared back at her. Okay, real quick. Red illuminous eyes. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, does it have like a battery pack in its I, like, I don't know. biological I mean, body? So many cryptids are that way. I, you know, know. I guess it's, it's like, a moonlight bouncing Well, the Mothman is supposed to have red eyes too. I I, that makes more sense if you're like end up being Hollywood scared. But it's Maybe, like, yeah. What animal in, in real life has... You know, red some glow. eyes, there's glowing glow in the dark. Probably in the ocean, there's some glow in the dark eyes. I'm Maybe, sure are, but fuck. Well, so as we have heard in many of the accounts covered, the creature seems to size up its prey before it does anything. The sister stared at the creature for what seemed like several minutes, paralyzed with fear, hoping it would eventually run away. Garbage. Fortunately, it did eventually back away from the house and disappear into the tree line. I'm over it. 
The sister would never see it again, although she's always watching for the return of the creature. Now, the the most recent one, the sister, first sister, this was in 2016, and evidently since 2016 she hasn't seen anything. Um, it's so when I say she is, she will never, she's never seen it again. Right. Well, she hasn't seen it in the past. What? What is that? Seven, five years. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways. Well, there's COVID and stuff. And yeah, it's you, you know. Inside. Yeah, wearing a mask, you can't right. see its face. <laughs> it's like it looks like a Wendigo. Maybe <laughs> not. It's just Tim. These two accounts also share an eerie similarity to other sightings. The dogman, of course, seems to stare down its victims. So, is this potentially a defense mechanism? Maybe mm-hmm. he's frozen. Uh, is it an act of aggression? Perhaps all the accounts listed today are just a few of the lucky ones that have escaped with their lives, maybe. Yeah, could be. Also, what about the eyes? Could this potentially be the eye shine of a nocturnal predator? Yeah. But it wouldn't shine red. No. I've never seen I've seen green, blue, white. Right, what yellow. dogs do in pictures. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyways I guess I've seen red eye, you know, photos. In a but photo. Not, not out in the wild. Right. Yeah. Well, so tell me, what are your thoughts on the dog man? Uh, I was terrified of the wolf man back in the day. Mm-hmm. But let's oh, yeah. let's talk more about it on the other side of this thing for the conclusion. Okay. Let's hear some final thoughts from our dipshits on today's story. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mrs. Cryptkeeper, for a trip down Bray Road. <laughs> and well, not Johnson welcome. Road. We didn't go Johnson no, Road. No, Johnson. That wouldn't be nearly as interesting as Bray. But they had also sightings on Johnson Road. Did they? But they I guess. And Smith? I mean, they, the, And A Street. Yeah. The, First Avenue. Yeah, the Bay, uh, the Bray Road <laughs> was just the cool sounding one, but the whole area apparently has animals. Um, well, all right, so no, I don't believe in any of that shit. I do believe that there's weird things on the planet that mm-hmm. we haven't found yet, but you know, mm-hmm. I think we're pretty diligent about finding most of the mammals, right, including right. Bigfoot. You know, there's probably no Bigfoots out there either. Well, I found I found this topic interesting because of the eyewitness encounters. Um, I don't lean towards the possibility that this thing exists though i of don't course. i right. can't i can't right. um it's just too fantastical in my brain but i do kind of lean towards a combination of two things the the sex with the animal that went yeah that well okay so three things okay. <laughs> um one is a misidentified animal right. um i think it's got the mange or something something you know um but i also think that a lot of this has to do with fear people's fear yeah we see things just as an example i forget what it's called when you see faces and things in oh, patterns yeah, yeah. yeah clouds fucking tiles right all that shit, yeah. well i think individuals get creeped out mm-hmm. and we've kind of all been in a situation we're in we're in a perfectly recognizable safe environment but we feel creepy for some reason yeah and when you allow yourself to get creeped out uh, shit looks weirder than it, it than it's it really does. If you're feeling a little insecure, human yeah. on a dot in the exactly. fucking vacuum of space, you're like, oh god, that god, thing's looking things at are me. Scary. Exactly. I'm gonna die. And once you revisit a memory, it depends on when they shared these stories too. Once you revisit a memory over and over and over again, you start to change it. You start to change it and yeah. add things. So, I think a lot of that plays into these. Now, the one woman who was driving um, and she saw the dog man and got freaked out and called her husband and went to the gas station. I think there's more to that story. Right. I think why did, why was she out on the road by herself in the first place? Secondly, drug deal. She called her husband instead of driving home. Why did she just not go home? Hmm. You know, that, that seemed awfully strange to me. Why did she call him to drive out to the gas station to what drive behind her as she drove home? So there's stuff in that story that doesn't make any sense. I don't, I don't get it. 
Well, and then the sister conveniently was like, "Oh yeah, I saw that thing." Right. I saw it. But too. it was bigger and it had antlers. And I never said anything. You know, and I punched it. I was badass. <laughs> I punched it. And it never so, came around again. I saved you. I have a very difficult time wrapping my mind around any of these stories. Uh, werewolf and Wolfman. My, Fun. My it, yes, but my Wendigo. Fun. My brain can't. I know me either. It just can't. Yeah. It's too unicorn for me right it's um, silly that we live amongst <clears throat> bears i mean bears by themselves it's well, like that's a creature from the storybook it's a giant man looking thing with big yeah. old biceps it really is and if but you've ever seen the if you've ever bones. seen the bone structure of a bear it's very similar to human right. yeah. it really is if, you, if it stood up in the wild you'd be like oh that looks like looks a big, like a giant human and they right. growl and their mm-hmm. eyes might catch the light of the moon and right spook you out. i it reminds me of my time running uh, the Centennial Trail here in the mm-hmm. in Spokane area, which is just a pretty place to run along rivers and stuff mm-hmm. and whatever. And which I, is dangerous to run on now, by the way. Yeah, you shouldn't be running on. But that because now. of the human. Yeah, animals, exactly. Right? Not yeah. animals, but the human animals. Right. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. But I also don't like to stay in shape. So there's that. <laughs> um, I like to, you know, stay kind of less shapely. Yep. But move as least amount as possible. Yeah, that's my my motto. Yeah, that's yeah. my new move from resolution. the uh, desk to the couch. Yeah, I, I'm doing occasionally a lot of, to the toilet and the shower. That's yeah. right. I'm exercising in my brain about thinking about how I don't want to do I, things. I'm I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but when I want to, there's a couple stories when I ran that trail mm-hmm. where I ran into moose. Oh was, yeah, and a moose from a distance away. If yeah. you're not looking at it, if it's straight up, mm-hmm. it could look like a person because you don't see the back legs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it has this just shape that you've never seen. Right. Uh, I mean, unless you've seen moose before. Mm-hmm. But this motherfucking thing—they're huge. Yeah, and they're babies—they're right oh, in that. They're so cute. They are cute, but they're huge too. Oh yeah, they are. And but that they're could so be, cute. <laughs> but I don't know about the smiling thing. But, uh, that that is kind of creepy. I got close enough to see <clears throat> unless to see it was a man- unless it was a mangy wolf and it bared its teeth. Sometimes right. when a dog bears its teeth at oh, yeah. you, it can look like it's smiling. Right. Uh, I would never mistake bared teeth for a I smile, know, though. Because you hear the well. Well. Yeah. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't mistake. They usually that. growl and. Yeah. I mean, those teeth aren't like smiley, happy teeth. No. Or, the only time a dog looks happy. When it's and smiley is when it's laying on its back, yeah, upside down, and it's down, upside and it's, down, yeah. and its lips like fall open, <laughs> and they look like they're smiling. That's the only time. So can you imagine a werewolf as it's chasing well, no. after you. There's some. There's some dogs falls over and that smiling. pant when they open their mouth and they stick their tongue out and it they're looks panting, like the, and they yeah. look like they're smiling. Labs, yeah, all labs look like they smile all the time. Yeah, yeah, but you know, not a wild wolf dog animal, right? Well, fuck. Uh, yeah, so this know. is reason number 674 to stay the fuck out of the woods, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, my God. None of these people were in the woods except but, for that kid. I know, but close enough to the woods. Like, we're close enough to the woods, I'd say. This is well, close are, enough. We don't have any woods. What are you talking Perfect. about? Perfect. Oh, my God. Dozens of miles from the woods <laughs> is where you should be. Wrong. If you don't want to be eaten by bears or windigos no. or... Whatever the the I sex live, baby of a human slash winter wolverine. Or I want to live right at the tree line. That's where I want to live. That's where all these bad stories I, happen. I don't care. When I wrote that little werewolf story, I that, don't. That, that was the backyard. They're like in that behind yes, where I mow the lawn. That's what is I want. Fucking scary town. That's what I want. Scary town in my backyard. No, I've always wanted that. Well, that's why I wrote it like that was to be scary. <laughs> of course, I marry a lady that's like, let's have the scary moments that you don't want. I don't give a fuck. Fuck the woods. I'll get a flashlight and a gun, mm. and I'll and I'll get that Wendigo. You won't need a flashlight and a 
gun? My goodness. What am I supposed to use? I can't beat it to death with my dick. I mean, I'll try. <laughs> why why I'll, not? I'll try. Yeah, why not? Right? I don't, I don't girl. I don't well, that, 27 pounds of swing and pain right. right there. Take that, you fucking weird cryptid cunt. All right. Use it like a, what are those, javelins? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I feel like we explored that quite a bit. Did you leave anything on the cutting room floor? I did. Was there I did. any there stories was, that... Yeah, I, I picked the ones that had the most detail. So there was a couple... So these are the best there were, huh? Kind as of. As far as like that all I, the evidence? That I could find, yeah. yeah. There was a couple that... I mean, there was, of course, you've got your nighttime parking teenager stories, right. which I never believe those. Right. Um, you, your drinking episodes. There's... Um, Episodes where they this thing ran out in front of them and like jumped on their car. Tight. Um, but yeah, I left that stuff out. These I tried to pick the ones that were potentially the most credible, even though right. they weren't. I know. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. There, I don't there's know. no werewolves out there, as far as we can tell. Well, you know what I do find interesting is this isn't in one location. It's like in one area on the map of the U.S. Right. So it's kind of widespread. Yeah. It's uh, Minnesota. Um, yeah. It's really a Great Lakes area, it seems like. Yeah. Well, See, we maybe didn't... that's why Minnesotans punch so hard. It's because they got Wendigos in them woods. <laughs> and they're like, oh, shit, Wendigo. <laughs> it's like, I ain't worried about a man. I punched a deer guy, a they, giant deer spirit in they, the woods. They, de- they, they lead with, uh, yeah, they react. They react. They react with Their left hand and the right hand. Boom. Both strong. Because <laughs> Wendigos come at you from all directions. I don't know. Wisconsin people seem to be very sweet. They are very sweet. Very kind. We know a few of them, but they punch hard. Yeah. It's the hockey yeah. and the cold weather. It must weather be, yeah. And the, the disposition the of hockey. wanting to leave there, live there. Yeah. All right. Did we explore our, I think our, we did. Our I think Bray we did. Road? Yeah. Yeah. The Johnson Road? We we went as far as we can. I think so. Now we're just getting we're silly. We're squeezing out the rest we're getting, of the... We're getting silly yeah. at this point. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening all these fucking weeks we're in season two for Scatcast and david angus mm-hmm. we've got a ways to go for dipshit files but uh we're yeah. on episode 41 holy shit i know 41 straight weeks of hanging out fun learning new stuff yeah we've been grossed Bring, out we've bringing been scared. you stories we've been happified yeah uh, we've friendly laughed friends have been killing friendly each other friends are friendly as fuck they are friendly as fuck <laughs> but thank you guys so much for making this fun uh we're going to keep doing this. I can't wait for we've got bonus stuff we're going to do this mm-hmm. year for dipshit files. Yep. We've got some other ideas. Uh, info at scatcast.com is how you let us know if you have any ideas. Mm-hmm. Or let us know how we're doing or if you just want to pat us on the back. Send, me your, send me your cryptids. I want to know what do you guys want to hear about? There's so many. But there's just so little information on so many That's of these. That's just cause, it. Because like, this I wanna, be a lot of fun. I want to clump them together. Yeah. Um, maybe do two or three in an episode those are i don't know they're i think they're probably my favorite i know they are fun. they're fun to research they make me feel good although there's what's intriguing to research are the psychological cases um you know the the family annihilators and the serial killers they're yeah, intriguing right um but they don't leave me with a light spirit at all no cryptids no. do i know it's I'm fun like, oh, it's like yay people ufos too high. yeah, yeah same. ufos too i like i like things that are kind of a little outside of our day-to-day mm-hmm. normal shit it's like okay yeah that sounds better yeah fuck it it's not a crackhead that's trying to beat you up for your wallet or whatever <laughs> good it's a right. sasquatch trying to beat you up yeah. for your sandwiches because sandwiches are more because, essential than your wallet yeah exactly know. whatever 
Thank you to our trusted tri- triad. Yes. <laughs> Don the Shitbox Wizard, we appreciate you so much, my yeah. friend. Uh, Chris, the Discord Dookie Slayer in there, boxing your asses in the Discord. And uh, we appreciate you. Oh. Bodie. Yes. yes, we missed Taylor's birthday. Oh, yeah. Taylor Sullivan's birthday was last Wednesday. Happy birthday, belated. Yeah. I I'm think, s- I'm sorry I missed it. I think David Angus gave her a shout out. I hope sure. so. I hope so too. Well, she got a shout out on the Dipship Files. A week late, girl. I'm so sorry. Well, that's Mrs. Quarter Master. Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. We appreciate you guys. And of course, the Quarter, quartermaster, quartermaster, yeah. Always doing lots of stuff. He's got a couple things coming in the pipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, also to the Godhead, just a little bit. But this thank little. you for all their help. Uh, of course, spreading the suck. We appreciate that because that helps us too. Mm-hmm. But uh, smearing the scat is also a fun thing to do. Spreading the suck and smearing the scat. That just sounds so dirty. I know. We're like the stuff on the shoe. <laughs> or, or on the bathroom walls at the fucking truck stop that you really don't want to. <sighs> going to anyhow uh-huh. uh, thank you to the garbage disposal and yes. Alan for doing mm-hmm. all the stuff he does so consistently mm-hmm. uh, and if you guys are checking it out he's got a bunch of really good recipes yeah, every good single recipes day to help along with you guys doing the uh, hardest fuck or whatever yeah. 75 hardest cunts yeah uh, something like that yeah but anyway so thank you to all of you guys info at scatcast.com patreon.com forward slash scatcast yes and then the merch store with all the dipshit file stuff is at mm-hmm. scatcast.com yeah I think I thanked all the folks. I think you did. I don't know. Thank you to all of our bosses yeah. at Patreon. Thank you, guys, you for listening, you guys. It's been a... I can't believe how many of you there are and I'm how this has grown. i Yeah. It's really fun. And remember, don't be a cunt. cunt. <clears throat> don't be a cunt. If you can, yeah, don't do your be fucking a cunt. best to not be a... Don't be a cunt. <laughs> I have no idea where that I was singing from. a different verse. Yeah, I know. Then, yeah. All right. Well, as always, we'll talk at you in the future. And it'll seem like a present. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bing bong. Wow. You spit on me. I did. From a long way away. Yeah. <laughs>